good whatever time of the day it is you are listening to us. This is the PNA Podcast Express Quick Trip for the week, coming to you live. Well, we are live. The show won't be live. You'll hear it on Thursday. We are at the Silver Tavern in Deckerville, the old STD, Silver Tavern Deckerville. He's Adam Filkins. I'm Phil Nickel. Thanks for listening. If you're hearing me right now, what do you what say you, Adam? I say yes. Thank you for listening. Thank you for uh, being here on Saturday, if you were. Yeah. Hopefully, thank you for coming to our next live broadcast, which we will work greatly to improve. I, I believe I've already got a few things figured out. Okay. Uh, a few major things figured out. Which so, is good. That's yes. awesome. Yes. And uh, it, it will be a vast improvement over our last <laughs> one as far as the live audio goes. Yeah, so. the, the audio... The, our microphones might be too good, so we might have to streamline it a little bit, but we'll come up with something. We'll use all that money we're getting from our sponsors to buy some new equipment and go from there. So we'll go on our own and buy equipment is what so you're saying. So it'll go on Phil's credit card, yes. Yes, yes. I'll kick in, too. I know, you do. We've actually split this pretty evenly as far yeah, we, as We do, we do, because <clears throat> neither one of us are affluent enough to just run with it on our own so we have right. to lean on each other and we were hoping maybe someday it would bring some income so i'm gonna reach out as don't forget our steve gutenberg gofundme if someone hasn't yes, started that yet steve please. gutenberg gofundme i expect to see that tagged on our uh, yeah. on our facebook page later or our instagram yes uh whichever you prefer we are on the gram but uh i'd like to reach out to Bill Gates, soon-to-be ex-wife, oh. who will have a lot of disposable income And you soon. know that everybody's trying to jump in her DMs right now. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, I've heard speculation that she'll get about $50 billion That's it? out of the deal. Just 50 with a B billion? Oh, yeah. man. So she'll have to cut back to her lifestyle yeah. quite a bit, but she could really increase our lifestyle <laughs> without affecting hers. And, you know, she could just send us $500,000, which would be nothing. She could send us $500 million, which would be nothing to her. She could send us $5. Yeah. <laughs> if you'd like us to say 50 words in any particular... <laughs> we get to choose the order. order. You get, yeah. yeah, you give us the words. We'll say them in our order. So, you know, go <laughs> You know for what it. grinds my gears? The fact that somebody can have $50 billion on this earth. Yeah. What the fucking shit is that? But, I mean, on the same token, if they made it by whatever despicable means they did, by good, good on them. I mean, when we become media moguls and we're on our way, oh God. I mean, we, let's face it. This is how they all start, right? I mean, in a bar in Deckerville. If and, we had a dollar for every yeah. podcast that started in deckerville at the bar here we'd have one more dollar than we currently have i don't currently know anybody that does a podcast in deckerville besides us yeah. we definitely have the most episodes of everybody i would think yeah. what does cindy have us to say <laughs> i don't know that's a that's a curly right there oh i'm sorry it's a it's a brown curly hair that's um looks very pubescent <laughs> Um, it kind of looks like it, but what is? Somebody must have had their junk up on the bar at some point. That or does anybody in here have really crazy eyebrows? <laughs> that could Who be knows? that. That could be that. I just walked. Out. I just I just came back into the bar. All right. So. I'm gonna I'm gonna get rid of that hair, but I'm gonna keep that note for the archives for it the was, uh, it podcast. Was, it was in front of me. I I'm sorry. My dog out. 
It wasn't in your drink, at least. No, thank God. <laughs> it does look like a pubic hair. Thanks for sharing. Sharing is caring. That makes me feel so much better about life. Hopefully they at least use Pert Plus on that thing or something. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. I'm going to dump that on the floor. Especially if it's a pube. If it's a pube, you got to share yeah. Get rid of that shit. In- interesting. Yeah. The things you find in Deckerville. But if it was a pube, there would be like a white follicle. <laughs> We're, I think <laughs> this is this is some. Be- I don't know. There's some serious uh, the anal- analyzation of this. Uh, there be some serious white, sleuthing. Sleuthing. A white thing at yeah, the end. I don't know. I'm trying not. To, you know. I'm trying not to think about it right now. I. Uh, I'm gonna go throw it in the. That's a good idea. Yeah, throw it in the garbage where it belongs. Thanks for sharing, though. Happy that was on the bar. Certainly appreciate it. Yeah. Yes. That. Yeah, sure. It's a trash can. Don't shit in it. Just throw the pubic hair in there. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, you want to know. That's the second worst thing we talk about going into a trash can. (laughs) Oddly enough, thank you. Love you too. So anyway, yeah, <laughs> we're at the Silver Tavern, Deckerville. I guess that was weird—a weird find. But yeah, things well, were pretty wild up here Saturday night, though. And those well, girls were wearing short, short skirts. And we let her throw that away. <laughs> Maybe we saved the wrong, uh, the wrong memento. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, this is why you have to come join us sometime because you miss these no. uh, these little side. Show now we're analyzing everybody's in. pubic hair styles in the bar. I, well, I'm waiting for everybody to like just drop them and be like, "All right, whose was it?" Just do Grizzly Adams. <laughs> I, I kind of uh, I kind of anticipate someone to be like, "All right, everybody, show their pubes," and someone to start rolling up a pant leg. <laughs> just, oh, this podcast has gone off the rails. I love it. I've not shaved since J.R. Jupiter was a young boy. My friend is a dick, and here's why. <laughs> he braids his... He has pubic dreadlocks. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I see you downstairs, dreadlocks. <laughs> the downtown dreads. Oh, no. So, uh, other than random pubic hairs, uh, what else is going on? Well... Hold on, hold on one second, one second. Yep, okay, yep. Sorry, they're in my ear from from the network. Jared Jupiter wants to file a report. Well, I, I think we take the rare opportunity to uh, Should we allow let him to? go, yes. Uh, JR, can you, uh, can you hear us? Are you coming in? JR Jupiter here? Fantastic. Uh, go ahead, JR. JR Jupiter, coming to you live from Slovenia. The year is 30... 30- 3342 B.C. It is the early Bronze Age. I am here with Bogdan and Ignac. They're the names they gave me. That's all I can understand. Bogdan and Ignac are here basically inventing the wheel today. The wheel has been around, but it's been used. You like what I did there? It's been used mainly for clay pottery purposes, but today these two, Bogdan and Ignac, I want to call them morons because they carve everything into clay tablets, communicate not very good with words 
They have gone and fashioned themselves a couple wheels about 28 and 7 eighths inches in diameter from an ash tree. Ash. That's A-S-H, not ass. I was mistooken earlier. They did not appreciate the joke. They didn't know what the word ass meant anyway. J.R. Jupiter says, what are you boys going to do now? They are barley farmers. They farm barley. That's what they do. They decided they're tired of carrying this shit. They have constructed an axle that's about 49 inches long. And lo and behold, they've arrived at, let's put a wheel on each end of this axle and put a few boards on the top. They have created a chariot for the first time ever here in 3342 B.C. in Slovenia. Bogdan and Ignac have done it. They've invented the wheel. Uh, yeah, Jupiter, this is S.A. Saturn back here in the studios. Can you uh, give us a quick roundup of exactly how much barley are they able to haul with such a uh, device that they have created? They are now able to haul at least 75 to 125 pounds of barley at a clip. Oh, that is very good. Uh, thank you for sharing that. Uh, we'll go back to you in the field, J.R. Jupiter. J.R. Jupiter here reporting, not wanting to stick his nose in their business, but I said, had you made the axle a little bit thicker, you probably could have gotten 300 pounds of barley on there, but they'll figure that out on their own. Thank you, Bogdan and Ignac. Thank you, J.R. Jupiter. We'll go back to uh, the studio now for the PNA Podcast Express in local time. Well, that was... And now back to your regularly scheduled program. That was fascinating. That he, was. I didn't realize he could go back to B.C. That's pretty fantastic. 3342 B.C. I, I wish we would have asked him for the spelling of those names, but uh, Bogdan, I'm pretty sure it was just... From what I heard, it was Bogdan and Ignac? Yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure that was just a series of like... And, and you know, know J.R. Jupiter does his homework, so everything he said was historically accurate. Yes, yes. Barley farmers... Uh, Back in, in, in the... Slovenia. Yeah, Slovenia, which... He even took the time to measure out the dimensions of the axles and the, the axle and the, the wheels they created. Yeah, I appreciate that he estimated the amount of uh, barley that they could oh, oh, haul. Hold on, hold on one second. Nope, oh, oh, ooh, J.R. Jupiter's said he was remiss that he needed to mention that the, the axle was made out of oak. Oh, so an he, oaken he said, axle. He said that he couldn't reconnect to, to say that himself, but he, he asked you to pass it along, but I'm going to go ahead and do that. I'll get yelled at later by JR, I know. Yeah, he, he, he does like uh, the, the production value. He adds to the He's show. He's very specific, and everything JR does is for a reason. He does not mess around. He knows how things should be. Yes, yes. He, he's the consummate professional. Yeah. So, so we do appreciate that, uh, that in-depth report. So, J.R. Jupiter took us back to the invention of the wheel for chariot purposes. Yes. That's fucking wild, man. And you got to wonder, how many years is it going to be until four wheels are used for stability purposes? I, I don't know. Maybe maybe that's a future J.R. Jupiter It could report. be. It could be. That'd be interesting. He went back to the early Bronze Age, for Christ's sake. That's like, nice. That's, that was enthralling broadcasting right yeah. there. Yeah, and I'm glad he survived it. Yeah. Because he seems to be having... I mean, I won't, maybe we can... Ask him like, did he go out and have some, you know, some mead with uh, with uh, Bogdan and Ignac? Perhaps maybe he had broke bread and had a few drinks with him. I hope he may have. Yeah. Bre- he probably had bread and bread mead. Yeah, which Damn. is terrible. By that the was way. that was exciting. That was exciting. That gave me goosebumps. Well, just you know, the first hand account of hearing him talk about the, you know, the early Bronze Age. Yeah, that's exciting. And the use of a wheel. Instead of, you know, I get it, and I, I have read this before, 
and JR will correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe the wheel had been in existence for a, a while before that. And they, they decided to use it for your typical pottery, like uh, as a pottery wheel. Uh, yes. And they decided it would roll for purposes, and Bogdan and Ignac cracked the code, man. Look at yes. them. You know, what's amazing you know, is... Uh, they're, they're barley farmers, and necessity is the mother of invention. Yes. And I wonder what they thought of seeing someone his age, because at 49 years old, he may have been the oldest man on the planet at that point. Yeah, yeah. Life and expectancy is not what it is So now. we need to ask JR the question of how old were these young individuals. I'm sure he meant to include that in his report, but it was fucking exciting to see. I bet you it is one of the biggest moments in history. Well, he, I'm sure that he's going to include a written report yes. eventually for that. But you know, you know, here's the beauty. Catch this is the beauty of what J.R. Jupiter does. He travels time, and much like in in uh, uh, Back to the Future, all of a sudden their ages just magically appeared on my sh- sheet of paper that I had written down here because he was able to do Fantastic. it through time. So he said Bogdan is approximately fourteen, and Ignac is about thirteen. Nice. He says, with the life expectancy, they, they only plan to live another five to ten years. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, the one thing that the wheel also did mm-hmm. was it created the unshittable hole. Yes, the unshittable Because they were able to cover the holes that they shit in yeah. with the wheel. Oh, here's another note. He just transcribed. He's upset that I read the part about the axle being open. Well, you know, I you're just out of, control. I'll, you're I'll, out of control. I'll shed him an extra five bucks. We're paying him 35 bucks a week, which is $666 yeah. dollars in 1939. We'll flip him another fiver, so that's like another hundred and fifty bucks for him and his time. Maybe when we get bucks. the uh, when we get the whole Steve Gutenberg day yeah. going, we can have him come in for a for an interview, and that that will make up for some of it too. You know, this is fascinating. This time travel stuff. I've got this little post it note because I was keeping notes while he was talking because that's what a good reporter should do. No, here's what has to happen. Yeah, he has to go back in time uh-huh. to the '80s on a police academy set, oh. interview Steve Gutenberg, and then when we meet Steve Gutenberg, we can be like. You know our friend J.R. Jupiter. He's going to be like, wow, mind blown. And and, and, and and Steve Gutenberg will be 35 years older, and J.R. Jupiter will look exactly the same. Yeah. <laughs> and then he'll be like, I'm going to pay you guys for the day. That's right. Thank you. That's going to be awesome. <laughs> uh, so J.R. Jupiter's got to... You know, J.R. has been after me a little bit, though, because apparently time travel is a little taxing physically on the body so yeah he says you got to go through all those little i mean it's not like in bill and ted's excellent adventure where you're in a goddamn phone booth he says you're going through all these tubes but you're raw dogging it so you're feeling all these these protons and neutrons and electrons just flying by you at at lightning speed he said it's like uh like washing your junk with a pumice stone as well he described it to me yes yes so yeah just just scrubbing the hell out of your junk with a pumice stone he says it takes him anywhere from 15 minutes to a half hour to recover after every jump. Oh, shit! You know, we, that was a good interaction we had with JR on Saturday night. We learned so much because yes. we took it for granted. I did. I thought, I thought, oh, he just hops in his fucking fancy, smancy time machine. He's there and unscathed. And What I appreciated was all the hotties that got off the bus, mm-hmm. he went outside real quick, jumped forward in time, and he was coming back, and he's like, oh, that one gets fat, that one's a whore. He gave us a full report on that. Oh, yeah. Wasn't that beautiful? Yeah, that one gets fat, that one's a whore, that one's you know looks exactly the same. This one is rich, this one's... Yeah, he gave us all... Yeah, yeah. He, meth head. It was nice he could do that. God, it's good to have J.R. Jupiter in your corner. Yeah. Yeah, everybody needs one. Yeah. But you can't have ours. We, you know, probably one of the most brilliant additions to this show since its inception. Yeah. J.R. Jupiter, since, as, a cor- since, as a correspondent. Since this. Yeah. 
Gay! But thank you, JR, for that report, and thank you for the postscript notes that you sent me. I appreciate that. I, I like the fact that he's able to edit, post-edit yes. the, uh, the whole, the whole so thing. So JR's done more editing than we've ever done for this show. Yeah, yeah. In, in, in the process of the show, he's edited. I might work on my... JR Jupiter might be one of my new heroes. I might work on my impression. Do you think I should work on my JR Jupiter impression? You won't get it. You're right. Yeah, I don't think it's... In, it's you're not capable I don't have that it's range. It's the shape of your mouth. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's the jaws. Yeah. He, he, he's very trim. Yeah. You're not very trim. No. He doesn't have a beard. He's clean shaven. You're very not clean shaven. Yeah. He's, uh, he's above average intelligence. You, not so much. He, he works out in one of those old-timey gyms with, like, a jump rope and a medicine ball. So he's been. Well, did you notice last Saturday when he almost got into a fight with somebody and it was like that old timey boxy stance? He did. He's, you know, well, and that's he says. He said. He said to the guy, and I, I shit you not. I mean, this is one of the most Clint Eastwood things you could possibly say. He said. He said in his J.R. Jupiter voice, "I fancy myself a pugilist." Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it was. But I mean, it gave me chills. Oh, I know, right? You know, and and the old timey boxy. He wasn't. He took his shirt off. He yeah. was wearing a pair of pants that were tied up, like yeah. you know. Just tied like, up around the waist, they but didn't only have came, elastic, right? Yeah, and it only came down like to just below the knee, but still looked great. And yeah, yeah, I fancy myself a pugilist, and the guy didn't know what to do with that information, especially that stance. Yeah, yeah, it was it was something to be seen. And the guy just backed down. <laughs> I mean, who would? I would have too. You know, you see a guy with just raw animal strength like that, you're gonna you're gonna just fold. <laughs> you're gonna just fold. Finish him <laughs> exactly. Oh, I wouldn't fuck with Jr. No, no. So what else has been going on? Um, other than thinking about how to be better on the podcast and still being terrible, um, same stuff, working a lot. Anything in the news that you could give a shit less about? Uh, trying to think. I'm going to try and give Dogecoin the podcast bump. Okay, do it. So I, I quite some time ago I invested in Dogecoin <laughs> at a very low amount. Uh, now it's it's climbing rapidly, but it's still there's still time to get in. He said if it goes to the the if it eclipses and goes past the bovisphere into space, you're gonna buy us a studio. Yeah, and you know oddly oddly enough, it was Jr. Jupiter that told me should invest in this crypto. It was Jr. Jupiter, and you know what? Here's the thing. I know Jr. likes you so much more than me because well, I mean let's face it. I I try to do an impression very nice. And uh, you're the consummate professional in his mind, so he didn't give me that tip. No, no. He, well, he kind of told me not to share it with you until yeah. I shared it with everybody else. And it, I, it's not that he doesn't like you. He just doesn't respect you. That's purely it. That's yeah. 100%. Thank you for saying that out loud because we were all thinking it. Yeah, everybody knew it. He just does not have a shred of respect for you or your abilities as a broadcaster. He thinks I'm a hack. Well, the guy is, I mean, but he is a, he's legendary. He's, a, you know, he transcends time and space as far as being a legend. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was the great Ernie Harwell that once said, I hope someday to be at the level of J.R. Jupiter. No doubt. And you and I, my friend, we are not. We are not. I mean, I'm, I'm way closer to That's why we're so are. happy to have him. Yeah, you are, to be part of the show. I mean, he has, he, he's a professional. He, yes. He, is thorough. He he just does everything the way by the book that you should. He has journalistic integrity. Yes. 
Ah, uh, fuck, man. All right, well, we, we've praised him enough. We, yeah, we've, enough. We've, you know what, JR? I fancy myself a pugilist, too, so let's have a boxing match. We, uh, if we keep praising him, his head will swell so much, it won't just be his junk rubbing against the public He won't stone. be able to travel through time. No, it'll be, he'll, he will lack the ability to travel then through time. Then he'll have to just give us boring-ass reports from 1939. Yeah. <laughs> ah, there's a kid on the corner with a newspaper. You might do a better JR Jupiter I, than I do. I do. I do. God damn it. Yeah, you suck. <laughs> On so many levels. <laughs> Holy shit, here's another note from JR. I agree with Adam. What the fuck? Yeah, I, what's amazing to he me is... He even sent me that audio clip. He listens on one of those record players with the big horn. I know, I know. Like the, the RC one with the dog turning yeah. its head? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> he says he's home already. What the fuck? I'm not even home yet. Yeah, he's home before we are. Son uh. of a bitch. All right, well, let's sign this shit off. And Yeah, are we at that time? I think so. We've got to be at 20-some minutes by now, right? Oh, yeah, we are. I'm looking at the wrong thing for the time. What the hell's wrong with me? We changed things up a little bit. Jeez, oh, Pete. So, uh, well, thanks for listening. PNA Podcast Express at gmail.com. That's PainfulNutAllergyPodcastExpress at gmail.com. Or uh, PineappleNippleArsehole at gmail.com. On behalf of J.R. Jupiter, he's Adam Filkins. I'm Phil Nickel. Make good choices.